This episode is brought to you by Politica. You win when the right people hear you. Give us a call at 917-742-6342. And now, the Live Your Dreams podcast. Well, welcome back. This is another great episode of the Live Your Dreams podcast. We are very, very excited today. This is a very special episode. When you talk about the word inspiring, this individual really just, uh, he, he ex- excels the word. He lives the word. He is the word. And not only do we have one inspiring individual on today, we actually have two very inspiring individuals today. Our first four-person podcast. We're very excited about that. And Chris, I hope you introduce these great people very well. Oh, yeah. I mean, these amazing guys. I mean, they're only friends, but they're guests. They're guests. They're friends. They're just amazing guys that I'm glad to have. One I love dearly. The other one I like a lot. <laughs> so, Michael, Marcus Suarez, the artist, as well as Dominic Ciccarelli, the architect. Hey, guys. So, I'm a head manager. Thank you. You guys really are, are, are fantastic individuals. You know, Dom, we had the pleasure to meet a few years ago when we worked on a, a documentary and and Marcus, your reputation, you know, precedes you. Really, it does. Uh, such an inspiring individual, and and the word inspiring is is the key. Um, you know, you've had a fantastic career, a fantastic journey that has just been going on for so long. You've, you people around the world know who you are. If you want to take us back to the beginning, what inspired you to start this? Well, like I always say, I started with a plan, and then then stopped. So that's basically how he got started. Um, my father was a huge inspiration. He's a, he's an artist and a shooter. Um, he showed me my grandfather's drawings. So that was very inspiring to me growing up as a kid. Why don't you tell them where your father worked? Um, my father was a shooter for Hardy and Tiffany. And we supplied over him, <laughs> like, fully get him. So he was the sign between both corporations. So when you started, you know, when you say that when you picked up the crayon, you never put it down, right? Yeah. And then, then you got into, you know, it's this is such, people know when you follow your dream, especially in the artistic world, it's so difficult to break in. What, what kind of started you breaking into the, the world of art? Where did you start painting in New York City, correct? Well, yeah, that was my home base where I grew up. I started doing t-shirts. Caesar's Bay. Yeah. Caesar's Bay yeah. Bazaar, remember? You used to, you used to um, have an art background at school as well, which is really where you yeah. honed in your skills, right? So well, I went to school. I went to a long junior high school. And physics uh, and talented, and from there I was in, I was put to go to art design high school in Manhattan, and that's where I find to my skill as an artist. That that's a very big deal. I mean that that's very difficult to get into. So you literally had the gift. When you look at it, right? I mean, that, yeah. yeah. I mean, my teachers were like, my, they're like, wow, you look really good. Like, I was beyond my years when I was drawing 
people I was showing eyeball and then people was just showing circles and my teachers noticed that and they pushed me to take it further. So I did. That that innate ability is something so special and, and that's amazing you have that gift. Now, you had the opportunity to then pursue that further going to school, college, the next level, but something happened there. How did how did that go for you? Well, I did receive a full scholarship to the New York Academy of Bought, but I decided not to go. Um, I started painting t-shirts. I pretty let real life be my professor. So instead of going to college, I went into the real world as uh, pursuing my own career. You know, that's, I love that you said that. Let the real world be my professor. As a lot of artists, I feel the same way. I think artists need to get out there and experience life. And obviously, you feel that way as well. Yeah, very much. What I love about the story is that he bet on himself. Yes. Right? He could have went to college. He could have, you know, did the typical streamline of what every kid does, right? You go to high school, then you go to college, then you go into a place. I think he recognized that he was a little bit more unique, a little more special, and said, you know what? Let me use these four years and bet on myself and see where it could take me, as opposed to maybe the redundancy I'm doing another four years in college. And I think that's what really sets you ahead because I'm a big believer in just get started. Just yeah. start. You know, you're never going to know for sure what you want to do. I, I have friends and family members who are in their 40s now still messing around with, what do I want to do? I have friends that, you know, changed majors in college three or four times. Right. Listen, regardless of what you love to do, there are some days that you're going to wake up and you're going to not want to do it, right? <laughs> there are always ups and downs in your 20, 30-year career. Um, just get in, get started, do it, and just push through. Um, time is priceless. And I think that's what I love most about Marcus is he bet on himself then, and he's still betting on himself now, you know, 30 years later. Um, and though, in those four years where you could have went to college and you bet on yourself brought huge opportunities to you where a lot of New York guys were moving down to Florida yes, and getting into the nightlife business, getting into the restaurant business. And the first person they called when it was time to, you know, paint or decorate those, those spots was Marcus, which really brought you down there to start, you know, you know, again, you're doing, doing the free work for your friends, which gives you the exposure for the paid work later on. So I think, you know, what, what happened then, what were those years? What years were those where everyone was shooting down to Miami and you were going down there, you know, back and forth painting? Like the mid eighties, early morning, was really took off. I, I started in New York, t-shirts, jackets, I moved to the city doing the same thing. And then I was asked to paint nightclub. I went first nightclub with the reggae lounge. I was right in my street. And from there, it kind of snowballed. And uh, I got invited to Miami to paint the restaurant. And uh, I painted it. And then came back to New York and went for reggae again. Say, would you paint this night of and they I went down again, I kept going back and forth. So partly I said, let me just stay in Miami because it was up and coming and there were nightclubs and my sword 
opening or the daily cases. Yeah, yeah. We used to all go out there, and, yeah. and it was great to have an artist friend that was painting in the restaurants and nightclubs that we went to. We felt special just knowing you. Yeah, yeah. You know, that you're out there. We, we arrived. We, you. Yeah. <laughs> it is good because yeah. I have Paul and all these guys. <laughs> so we walked in, but when I stand 20 people, like the people where they are alive, and maybe they see me, and they, I wave my hand, come in the corner, and this big house for the sassy huddle, go to the bar, drink, breathe, and all the time, a big staff. So you like, Chris lived like a big shot, right? I did, because I was living through it. You know, that's really, it's, that is incredible to get down there and do that. But you know, there's so many listeners, right, that are trying to pursue their dreams. I want to be inspired by listening. When you did that, what was on your mind? Did you say, I'm going down there for the money, or did you say, I'm going down there to expand my career and my craft? Well, I think a bit of both. Sure, sure. Obviously, the money was enticing, and uh, the fun was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and then the best, the best of both worlds, like the party and the girls and the Hanging out in the pond in the night, night, but in the daytime, I'll be working my nose to find some painting. And uh, so I, again, I had the best of both worlds. Yeah. Go, going back to what I said earlier, we're doing this free work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So having your friends and family, uh, but also for getting the exposure, it really brought him his first paint gig. Yeah. You know, uh, by painting this one particular restaurant. He was there that night, and someone saw his work and was like, "Wow, you know, can I hire you to actually paint something for me?" Yeah, hey, why don't you tell that story a little bit? Well, um, I um, I painted, I did a bunch of series of paintings for like the Zanzi and and uh, the owner, uh, CEO of Absolute Vodka. I was staring at one of the painting, but I didn't know who it was. And somebody came up to me and said, that guy keeps staring at your painting. Why don't you go upstairs and see you know, what it's all about? So I went up to him and I said, how do you like the paint? And he said, I love it. And uh, he said, I said, thank you. He said, why you did this? I said, yeah. He said, he looked at me, he said, how would you like to do something for absolute spiker? So I, I hear supper on the town road. Yeah, I love it, sure. <laughs> and he pulls out a gold card with his name, Michelle Bull, CEO of Absolute Spiker. And he handed me, call me tomorrow. And sure enough, I did. And I... Two days later, there was this check in the mail for St. Grand. And he paid me before I did anything. That's great. Yeah. So that was my first hanging. What a first paying gig. That I don't know. I'm going to be I least his dream about this. Yeah. The most artists' first paying gig is, you know, a $50 side gig. Yeah. So we're hanging out there. I've got my Grand. That's just literally the ability that you have that's just, you know, that's so natural. Really, that is so yeah. admirable. That's that's almost unheard of to have that as a first game. Yeah. Incredible story. Are you kidding me? 
That's uh, every artist out there. And again, you know, people listening, this is what it needs to take. You need to get out there and do the work, right? Would you say that, Marcus? You have to do the work. Right. He has to put in the work. I wasn't like an open ISIS that's, like I said, I started out with t-shirts, then I went to the nightclubs, and, you know, I worked my way up, and then eventually I ended up coming to Miami, like I said, paid the other nightclubs to have, and then uh, one of the nightclubs I did was for Mickey Walk, because I and um, he thought what I did. And then when they saw Prince took over club, and they needed somebody to paint the interior, like the murals and the bar and this and that, but they can find it, everybody. They saw my work and Mickey walks, and they asked him who did this, and says, my friend Walkers. And they gave him my number, and so I walked in, I showed them my portfolio, they asked me, did you paint this and that? I said, sure. And uh, I ended up getting this job. So, um, to make a long story short, there was two usuals on either side, is an old theater. And so, um, I painted both sides, and they familiar the fact that I wouldn't finish one size by the time they opened, but I finished both sides. That's correct. Yeah. So um, there was a story where I was finishing one side. I wiped my brow like I'm done, and I turned around and I see, I see 30 people on their knees facing wall. So like I looked around and I thought they were painted mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> and the head of the set up and said, No, we don't listen to you. We can't believe you're real. You must be an angel. Um we for money or that you will finish both sides, you finish both sides. So uh, I was like, wow, little baby. I, I ended up meeting Prince a couple years later. Um, and um, in the lake, though. And um, so I went, I went to go up to him to say hi. And she's got a slight And his father was like, and I don't want to talk to him or invite him. And I said, okay, I'm not the star type, even though Prince is for me, <laughs> like, one of the biggest ever. Um, so then I'm in the VIP area with my friends, and he walks away, he looks at me, and he calls me over, like, with this anger. And like, oh, maybe I won't see that point. So, um, I go to Rob him, and this bodyguard stopped me again. He said, I told, I told you, he doesn't want to talk to anybody. And Prince hit a bitch, and <laughs> I told him, come here. 
Tools. So, so he asked me, he said, I saw you wanted to talk to me. What did you want to say? I said, well, I wanted to say thank you for the music. Um, and he, uh, and then, uh, I, I did work for you in Miami a few years ago. He goes, oh yeah, what did you do? I said, I painted the coat for you. And he looked at me, he goes, you all Marcus? <laughs> and I, I was shocked and hurt. I said, Stanley, say, I said, yeah. And he started jumping up to you. Oh my God, <laughs> and he kissed me, you're Marcus, boy. And he's yelling my name, Marcus, boy. And I wanted to tell him that story about the people on their knees with it. So I was like, he went, shut up. <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 I have to tell you something. Is that my kid? My kid? Yeah, me, kid. Jumped and moved him down. And I said, finally, I said, let's shut the headphones. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and they shut up and they boom, boom. So I said, yeah, I saw the telling stories that he said to me, I know that story. Why did a young gentleman that? I've been dying to meet you. He told me, I was like, wow. And all my friends were like, Wait, shouldn't it be that? Yeah, I was a sewer, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but Marcus, I mean, that is incredible. You, I mean, as an artist, right? You went from literally, which is great to do. It's a great place to start. You're painting t-shirts on the streets of New York. And you're going to Prince, knowing you, knowing your reputation. You know, how does that feel as an artist? I mean, in that moment, it has to be incredible. I mean, like, uh, and dream come true, I thought this. This is definitely the one of the biggest. I, I had many compliments in my life, but for Pulse to know who I was and be like, I've been down to me, like, another love I'm like, biggest compliment ever. <laughs> Get up, yeah. yeah. So from there, I mean, the train just. Theme role. I'm sure, Asu. Yeah, uh, David LaChapelle, who was a very famous American photographer. You know, back then we didn't have uh, the computers like we do now, and the backgrounds of all of these uh, photo shoots had to physically be painted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Marcus became David LaChapelle's right hand man yeah. to actually paint all the backdrops to what he was filming. So oh, wow, that's when he had the ability to you know work with Paris Hilton and um, Christina Aguilera, Paul Thurman, uh, Elton John, Madonna. Um, there's a, there's a very famous Madonna MTV Music Award poster. Oh, it's very, yeah. I've actually painted the, the background of, so, yeah. um, you know, again, those couple of little moves you make in life, you know, when something pops, you know, it just, the red carpet rolls out for you. And as long as you're just true to your craft and you keep working hard, you know, I think the sky's the limit, which is a perfect example of what happened with Marcus, you know, cool. um, absolutely. Um, you're, it's. Everyone, you're a huge entrepreneur. I mean, such a respected member of the business community. 
there's so many people listening that are entrepreneurs ours are the same way right they're kind of like individual entrepreneurs mm -hmm. do you believe that when you said that you have to take those opportunities and make everyone work because you're someone who did that yourself as well yeah listen myself as an architect and i had a passion for art as a kid yeah. um i chose to go into architecture because i didn't want to be a starving artist as most artists are i mean sure. barbies broke the mold I'm yeah. a woman, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I was able to do my craft and, and find a way to make money, yeah. uh, you know, drawing through architecture and, and through construction. Uh, but yeah, it's very similar. You know, you really have to just throw yourself out there, do it and work hard every day, yeah. be a good person and, and things will, things will eventually happen. Well, one thing I can say about the both of you, you're consistent and persistent. Yeah. That, yeah, that's what right. Yeah. Well said, Chris. There, there's no get rich scheme overnight scams anymore. Hello. And... If it was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. So whatever it is that you enjoy doing, just focus on it and push it, push it, push it. Listen, it's not going to happen tomorrow and it's not going to happen next week. It's not going to happen next month. It might not happen next year. But if you're true to yourself and true to your craft and you keep practicing, something will happen eventually and there's a, there's a plan for you. That is that is great advice to all the listeners out there, really. I mean, that's it. And I mean, going into that market, that incredible list of names that you worked with, incredible. From Miami, you end up in Los Angeles eventually. Yeah. You're out in Los Angeles. You are now basically around every major player. I mean, listen to that list of names. Paris Hilton, Elton John. This is not just actors, musicians. You are with the elite of the elite. Tell us about your journey in Los Angeles and how that worked for you. Well, um, that was amazing. Yeah, I went out to L.A. Um, I saw the door to David Rossetmo, as he said. And um, playing there is a snowball. I saw the broken elbows of the play the restaurant for food and had a well, the hotel that you painted also. Yeah, in the hotel with Hollywood, this is a famous. Yeah, I painted it over uh, 13 years ago. And if you walk in, there, they somehow have the piano, the staircase going up, everything. Everything. Christine, the, like it came to me yesterday. Oh, it's beautiful. They haven't changed a thing. Yeah. Which hotel was that? It's called Le Petit. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. I've, I've been there many times. Actually. It's a great place. Ooh, yeah. I, don't, yeah, no, I used to spend a lot of time there when I lived in uh, Los Angeles, not to Lily. That's like very, really the hallway. Oh, I love the peacock in the hallway because you first say, What is that? And then you realize it's the peacock's tail and that leads to the peacock down the staircase. Well, in LA is when you wish you to Pamela as well, right? Oh, actually, I met Pamela in Vegas with David Lashapo. The funny story is. I went out there to see a show, a Cirque du Soleil show called Car, and after the show, I was outside waiting for my friends, and David sees me, and he starts running towards me, and I see this fine behind me. All I see is hair and <laughs> And then he pulls up, and uh, it's Pam Anderson. And like, he had to be Marcus. He's the most incredible artist. He went on for like five minutes, interested in me, and hyping me up. What? 
Why the time to? I hate the dying answers. Is it me? I show the sun, but a lot. One up in the child. Because I stand in front of her. And then she looked at me and said, Can I give you my number, Brian? Are you kidding? This is, this is Pam Anderson. She's a cultural icon, yeah. literally. Yeah. And, and she's asking you for, for your number. I mean, that nuns. It's in it. <laughs> but she's giving you her number. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. 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 You get better than that, no? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 your, your mind was be just like, come on. That's. Wow. So uh, that pitching in the night, we ended up just being a prison buddy. And um, at the end of the night, she's like, oh, I have to go like, back to LA. We see COVID war. And I thought to myself, wow, Pendant, I didn't mean back to LA with her. And, but early in the night, she asked me, to design a stage for her for a show she was having in a week. And so I thought to myself, I could either stay here and do the, the backstop for her show, or I could go with her. And it was like three days, and, and I decided to stay and blow her wine and the stage that I've designed. So she's in the limo trying to get me out. I had David last year called pushing me saying that's him. Would have pushed it too. <laughs> I'm like, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to say here. No, no. So to make a little silly short, I love saying Vegas painting the Bikes up for a fashion show. And uh, the day of the show, she walks in and she sees her face. She sees me holding up all the pops on that stage. And she's blown the waist. And she saw it and she ran. So it being jumped on me. They sat on me. So now I know where he's staying. And We've been friends everything. We made a good decision. You yeah. stuck to it and you ordered yeah. again. Yeah. I went back to stick to your craft. Right. Hey, yeah, no, yeah. I was it right. Yeah. Nine out of ten guys with a shot to LA. Yeah, this guy sees behind and says, you know what? I don't Let me continue to prove the artist I am. And again, you stick to your craft and just things things will happen and, yeah. and you know, you build the reputation that you have. Sure. And that and that resulted in a long term, very close friendship between yeah. the two of you where you know, and I, I've been in Pam's company with Marcus, and listen, it's a beautiful relationship they have. Yeah, she's my best friend. That's great. Oh, I'm very grateful to have her in my life.